Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now the boys from River Ridge trying to add on even more. Well, they have one more run. It's 6-0 Louisiana over Virginia, and it looks like unless something devastating happens that they will advance on to the U.S. championship game at the Little World Little League World Series tomorrow. Again, 6-0 right now. Louisiana has runners at second and third with just one out. Reese Rousel earlier in the day, a grand slam home run to open it up for Louisiana. Special stuff. Let's bring on in Ricardo LeCompte of WWL-TV Channel 4. We'll talk some Saints with him. Ricardo, what's going on, man? Nothing much. I'm actually uh, speaking to, as you gave that Little League World Series update. I actually have that on right now, and they just went up seven nothing. So oh. uh, I think everyone, I think everyone in the area is kind of on board the East Bank Little League train right now. Yeah, how could you not be? I was going to ask you. This is, I mean, this is special. We're talking about not a, not a national championship, not a state or a, a continental championship, a world championship possibly here. I mean, this is special, Ricardo. Yeah, this is this is really cool stuff, and it's and it's for anybody who's played baseball. This is when you were a kid. This was like the pinnacle. This was the place you wanted to get to. Was Williamsport, Pennsylvania, when you're around that ten to thirteen. Now it's like ten to twelve. Um, and what Louisiana is doing right now, especially in this elimination game against a Virginia team that had two. Uh, back-to-back no-hitters to go 2-0 to advance to this before they lost to Hawaii. Um, this is really impressive what Louisiana is doing, considering they lost their first game. Now they're running through the whole bracket um, and have a chance to go into the U.S. championship with the win here. So it is it is a great story to kind of follow and watch right now. And it's also interesting that, of course, Louisiana is playing in the Southwest or won the Southwest bracket, and they're playing the guys <laughs> from the Southeast. So maybe a little extra motivation to say, oh, wait a second, we're not in the Southeast. What's going on? <laughs> like weird. we should, we should be the southeast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I think this is bragging rights for the, the technical southeast. Yeah, another run there. A uh, little ground <laughs> ball uh, force out, but a run scores. So eight nothing Louisiana. Yeah, they're on their way to the U.S. Championship. Ricardo Lacompte of WWL TV with us. Let's talk some Saints cutdowns now, as we're about a week away, a little over that from those initial discussions and have you getting started over at Saints camp. Start at wide receiver. All the discussion here the last couple of weeks, what happens to Emmanuel Butler? What happens to Austin Carr, Keith Kirkwood, LJ Humphrey? Ricardo, how do you think this position group is trimmed down? I, I think uh, I think we're going to see, uh, for after, after, of course, Michael Thomas and Ted Ginn, um, I, I, we, we, of course, we'll see Trey Quan staying on this roster as well, uh, Keith Kirkwood as well, even though he's been kind of banged up these last couple of weeks. And then when we kind of get to the fringy guys there, I think Austin Carr has placed himself back into the uh, into the 53, and, and not only as uh, as wide receiver, but also you can see it in special teams as well. Um, he's been kind of in the mix there uh, getting uh, during practices, getting those uh, return uh, reps in the in the kicking game as well. Uh, I know Emmanuel Butler, Butler was such a media camp standout, a, a training camp standout at the beginning. Um, but I think just because of that that setback when he got hurt and was able to play in that first preseason game, and we saw what he did in the second preseason game where he had three targets, didn't have a catch, 
Brandon, one of those throws, Teddy Bridgewater could have delivered it better. He had a chance to, to really have a, you know, a big hookup there uh, in that first quarter, but was unable to get it to him. Um, but I, I think it's one of those where maybe Emmanuel Butler is one of those where they, he doesn't make the 50, he doesn't make the initial 53, but you kind of keep him around and maybe get him on a practice squad and he doesn't get claimed by another team. Um, I still think that the Saints coaches like the potential of what he's got. So, I don't think he makes the initial 53, but I think he kind of sticks around and, and he could be there. And it'll be interesting. I think I think Simi Cobbs will be one where we're going to have to wait till that fourth preseason game, what he does. And, and again, that may be another guy that he may not make the initial 53, but the Saints will definitely keep an eye on once they go through waivers and, and maybe they can stash him on a practice squad too. But pl- there's plenty of good potential guys that the Saints have been looking at that they could keep around. It's just a matter of some of those guys stepping up and, and, and staking claim. And I think we're going to see that from Traquan Smith this year just because it's his second year. I think Austin Carr is going to find a comfort in this and, and, and contribute as well. I think some of those young guys that I just mentioned, they, they'll get a chance, but it'll be one of those where I think the Saints kind of will bring them back practice squad-wise if they can. Yes, if they can, if they, of course, uh, sneak through waivers. But it's the old, I guess, conundrum that these NFL teams have. Austin Carr can help you now on the field. Drew Brees yesterday, we've gone over it here ad nauseum the last 24 hours, how confident and comfortable he is with Austin Carr. Emmanuel Butler's more of a, I don't want to call him a project necessarily, but more of a, a long-term thinking there. So I, it is tough, Ricardo. Like, Are we talking two, three years down the road or now? It seems like everything is pointing towards got to win now, right? Yeah, and, and that's been the whole men- mentality and the makeup of this team where when we were going into training camp, we knew that all these positions that the Saints had were going to be relatively deep. And this was a roster that was built to win a Super Bowl. So what you need, basically you're thinking, if you go in in training camp, you have pretty much your, your two deep a pretty much set. That leaves you with maybe eight, six to ten maybe spots in terms of, of undrafted rookies, your draft class, guys that you bring in off the street, guys that you get from other teams that you invite into the, to make up the 90 year training camp, you have such limited spots uh, to fill with all those guys that you bring in. So really what it, what it comes down to is, okay, which guys can contribute now to this run? Which guys are too good to pass up that we just we need on this team right now? And you're really just kind of, you're in the thinking of the now. You're not necessarily thinking, wow, this is a guy that, man, three, two, three, four, or five years down the road, he could project to be a really good player for us. That's something you would like. But when you have a roster that's ready to win now, you have a roster with a 40-year-old quarterback with a bunch of veterans that are right there ready to go. When, you have a, when you're loaded with a bunch of young superstars as well, the spots just simply aren't there for those guys that you want to develop for three or four years. So it is just very tricky for the Saints to kind of figure out which guys can help us now, which guys we want to kind of keep long-term and, and kind of build. It's a great problem to have, don't get me wrong, but this is what you're going to run into where we're, we're more or less we're looking at, okay, who's going to be the 46 to 53 rather than, man, who's going to be our starting wide receiver? Who's going to be our starting quarterback? Who's going to be our starting DN? And, again, that's a, it's a better problem for the Saints to have trying to figure out those fringe guys rather than who their starters are going into the season. Ricardo Lecompte with this, and let's go to defense. Now, actually, you know what? Before we go defense, let's talk returner. Sean Payton kind of hinted today, it's not a done deal that Deontay Harris is on this team. I don't know if that was lip service, and we've heard Sean kind of give us lip service in these situations before. Do you think Marcus Sherrill still has a chance to make this roster if he can get back? He's, he's got to get back, and I think it's one of those where it's 
you're, you're, you make the team or you get, to, you get to be useful when you're available, and that's just half of what you know, NFL football is. You just have to be available to play. And, and Marcus Sherrill, who wasn't even at practice the last couple of days, um, he's, he's now kind of in danger of losing his job to Deontay Harris. And, and credit to Harris for just taking advantage of the opportunity when he got that start in that first preseason game and he kind of, you know, he, he was making plays in the return game that kind of went, wow, this guy's got a little little something in that return game that we just haven't seen uh, in, in that part of the team for the last couple of years. Credit him for taking advantage against the Vikings and then taking credit, of, you know, taking advantage of his reps against the Chargers. So as of now, I'm looking at it as Deontay Harris has just played himself onto the 53 and kind of bought Marcus Sherrill's. And when we kind of got, when we were thinking at the beginning of training camp when they brought Marcus Sherrill's in, it was kind of pretty much, all right, you have a veteran return guy, this guy. And also, you know, he's, he's in quarterback reps, but really you're looking at him as a returner and he's getting these opportunities and you go, well, there's a specialist, there's a guy they signed. And now you're looking at it going, well, Deontay Harris just played him, you know, played himself in. And it's not like it's unprecedented for the Saints to bring a guy in as a return specialist and then at a player. Remember they brought in Brandon Tate last season, and he was supposed to be that guy that was going to be the returner uh, you know, that they were kind of looking at. And they ended up cutting him in, on, on cut day. Uh, it, it's one of those where, again, when your roster is so limited in spots, if you're going to keep guys in, they better be really good at what they can do in terms of their, in terms of what they can bring, like a specialist or a specialized skill, or they have to be personal in, in different aspects of the game to help you out. Um, so really, if you go Deontay Harris and Marcus Shells, you've just seen what Deontay Harris has done. You're more comfortable probably maybe moving forward knowing that than going with Marcus Shells. But again, if Marcus Shells plays in his third preseason game and he gets back on the field and he shows flashes that he can do it, then it's going to be his job. But right now, Jonathan Harris has wrestled that away. Finally, the other group that we're keeping an eye on, one of them, but probably most squarely an eye on, the cornerback positions. Apple, Crawley, Lattimore, Robinson, Williams. And that doesn't count special teams specialists like uh, Justin Hardy. All those guys making this roster, Licardo? I I think some of them are. The ones I would be worried about is is Ken Crawley. There are flashes at times where I've seen him make plays, and then it's other times where I've seen him. You know, you go, wow. Uh, it, it, if he doesn't shine on special teams, he's gone. And and that's going to be another one of those where he's going to have to kind of show in these last two preseason games if he is warrant of, of, of being able to, to stay on this team. And, and the same team, you know, they, they decided not to really cut Ken Raleigh loose, and, you know, they brought him back for – for another year, but it's just one of those where it's like, all right, is he going to make up this roster? My the one position in that cornerback room that that I'm really going to see that also kind of go down to the final day is that is that battle at, at Nickelback with uh, T.J. Williams and Patrick Robinson, and that's been a kind of a back and forth battle in camp. Even though I I think T.J. Williams has the advantage as of now. But it's not like it's such a distance where P. Rob, where where PJ is having a distance himself from P. Rob. I think that's going to end up going down probably to to right to opening night, and P. Rob has a chance to really kind of seize that. It's just the coaches are kind of waiting for him to really take advantage of that and, and just kind of take it away from PJ. And he just hasn't quite done that yet. Um, so that's going to be kind of interesting if PJ ends up winning that spot, which he did with P. Rob, and if P. Rob. If he kind of sticks around, is that kind of knocks someone else out? And again, it's one of those guys where you're looking at a Justin Hardy, which I think, you know, Hardy's going to make the roster just because he can do things, not only in special teams, but also give you another option of cornerback. Because you got other guys that you're kind of, you're, you're at that position and you're like, all right, well, 
you wouldn't want to go with the veteran and T. Robert. You wouldn't want to go ahead and keep one of these young guys. And, again, that's going to be one of those things where if T. Robert can show and really compete for this and maybe get edged out by T. By T.J. Williams, and you kind of like what you see with them, then that may knock out somebody else. Um, but that's an interesting battle that you should watch you know, in these next two games and see who kind of kind of stakes claim to that. He's Ricardo Lecomte, sports anchor for WWL TV Channel Four. You can give him a follow on Twitter at r TV. Ricardo, always appreciate it, bud. All right, thanks, Seth. All right, thanks so much. We're going to take a quick break. We're back. We'll talk some offense and defensive line with Steve Court on the last lap. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.